Okay, I have two new obsessions that I need to share with you. Impress No Glue Press-On Mannies and Impress Press-On Falsies Lashes. Trust me, these are getting ready game changers. Both require no glue, so there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes, no mess, and no annoying dry times. Just one step and you're done. Boom. Instant glam. Visit impressbeauty.com slash presson and use code presson25 at checkout for 25% off impress manicure and presson falsies. The bitches are back. Dun, 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 dun. That's our new theme song, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so we didn't go anywhere for them, right? Yeah, we're off this week. Okay, so you've missed us for a week, but we mm-hmm. haven't recorded since before the holidays. Yeah, it's been a month almost because I left on the 15th. Like, it's been a month to the day, I think. To a, the day, it's been yes, a month. Yes, yes. Wow. Yeah. So we are sadly not in person doing this. We are doing this virtually. Yeah, uh, I've had a sore throat since I came back. It's gotten better. It did get really bad. I've had myself tested for COVID, got the PCR, so I know it's not a quickie. And it said I was negative. The sore throat is really the only thing in a little congestion So I'm thinking it's just allergy stuff, but just in case, we're separated. Also, my house is a mess. (laughs) So is mine. (laughs) This room is, actually, the rest of the house is not as bad, but this room is brutal. Did you move that plant? Yeah, because the Christmas tree is now Uh, in that spot. yes. Yes, that makes sense. But, yeah, looking at this room just forces me to think about the fact that when we move, I will have to actually move. Mm hmm And I'm just so acutely aware of just how much shit we have. Yeah. Even when I was in my little one-bedroom apartment, it was still, as I was packing, it was still so much shit. Good luck. I thought about that when you were moving and I came over and saw all the boxes. I was like, oh, I'm fucked. Yes, you are. (laughs) Moth got 80 books for Christmas. For what? They're like these small little books, like his dad. But Mott's put it on there as a gag gift and on his like list. And I was like, don't do that. Your parents are going to buy it for you. And he was like, no, they're not. It's obviously a joke. Well, joke's on him. Truly. And what's the books about? I don't know. I think it's like some like mystery series or some like old something. I don't know. When you said 80 books, there's these little tiny books that used to come out. They were like little books that the gas station would give away, like Gulf gas station. But they're collector's items of like Winnie the Pooh, but like the Christopher Robbins version, you know. Okay. I mean, all of them are Christopher Robbins, but the one that isn't Disney related. So it's like the original, which just went to public domain. So if anybody wants to write anything. (laughs) Wow, didn't they just do a Winnie the Pooh movie a couple years ago? They should have waited. Yeah, but it was under Disney. But so now they can do one without, you know. So if Sony wants to just cause another riff. (laughs) Yes, then they can do it. Aren't they owned by Disney now? I'm pretty sure. Maybe I'm thinking of Fox. Who owns Spider-Man? I think they both are owned by. No, they're not owned by Disney. Sony's not? Yeah, Sony's not Fox. Yeah. They inked that deal. That's what I was thinking of. They inked the deal to buy Spider-Man. So that's what it is. Yeah, I haven't seen it. Me neither. Like, all I want to do is go to iPick 
And here's the thing, though, that, like, I want to know how much it would cost to rent out the whole theater. Okay, I can figure, I can find that out. I have the person that's in charge of that number in my phone or go during the day. Yeah, like 10 a.m. on, like, a Tuesday or Wednesday or something. The two times that I've went to movies during pandemic, they have been at IPIC. They've been during the middle of the day, so no one was there except for me and my friend. And also, you have to have your fax card, and they check your temperature before you come. Like, they're very strict about everything. That's the only movie theater I would go to, and I would still want to make sure that, like... (laughs) Pretty much nobody else is there. Yes. Ideally, no one at all besides mm-hmm. the people that I know because then I could eat popcorn. Right. Otherwise, I just won't. Especially, I mean, IPIC has a whole menu. Yeah. So that would be nice. Not we sponsored by IPIC, but I would love you to sponsor my life. Dude, that would be a dream. I feel like I'm like a spokesperson for them already. Without a doubt. You are. You truly are. You make me, I forget about IPIC all the time. And then I'm like, <laughs> IPIC, Melissa's thing. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, we've been gone for the holidays. I had quite a... Adventure. Yeah, it was so low-key, and then it was so not. I vlogged it all accidentally. Like, didn't mean to have any of that happen. But basically, we went to Colorado to their mountain house, Mott's family mountain house, and got exposed to COVID. <laughs> And then had to drive all around to find tests, get PCR tests, and then drove all the way back. Like, I think, like, we're, like, it's decently, like, out of the way from, like, pretty much everything. And then encountered, like, the crazy winds and power outages in the mountains and then a snowstorm. So it was a shit show and a half. But How close were you to the fires? We were super lucky that we were not close. I think it was about like probably like 70-ish miles away was like the closest one. But I think it might have even been farther. But yeah, so like that's how the power lines went down was like the winds. And then we were just lucky that we weren't near the fires. But that's also what started the fires, which was absolutely brutal and terrifying to see. Because like even driving, like it was far, but you could still see the smoke and stuff. Yeah. Horrible, horrible. But on a brighter note... We are putting an offer on a house. Yay. The one that you sent me? Mm-hmm. Really excited. Did you put it in yet? I think we put it in. I think they're due tomorrow at noon. So that's like when, but we had a call with our realtor and then one of Matza's best friends and like one of our friends is a realtor and he's the one who set us up with her because he doesn't live here anymore. And so we were like all on a Zoom together, like talking about strategy and all of that stuff. But it is wild (laughs) like we're trying not to get our hopes up because the likelihood of getting a house on your first offer in LA is like unheard of yeah unless you like really overpay for it and that's not our game plan but yeah I did think about though every time we tour houses in my head I just go oh this is such a long drive to Melissa (laughs) (laughs) like we used to have a pretty big drive and then you moved closer to me. And it now wasn't even like, that big then. Either. No, but it, it was like a, at least we shaped probably, probably 10 or 15 minutes off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, most of it. And now tacked on probably at least 20 minutes. Yeah, true. But we'll see. I feel like like a Tuesday during the middle of the week, it won't be. I mean, middle of the day. We can also start recording a little bit later, too, if we needed to. Yeah. How was your holiday? I'll talk about it later. 
I did wonder if you <laughs> were going to, okay. Yeah. I love hearing like the friend stories, like as a friend and then the podcast ones too, yes. because like you don't usually overlap and mm-hmm. it's a good time. I do have to say this has nothing to do with that. It's just like how much I appreciate our friendship. I was talking to another friend and she started asking me some questions and I was thinking in my head, Megan would never ask me these dumb questions. <laughs> That's so weird. Okay. So, big apologies to everybody. I will also say apologies for being a little bit off the timing game. We had, like, started doing it Fridays, and that's when we were posting the polls and all of that stuff. But the Wi-Fi in the mountains is absolutely horrendous, and long COVID plus the altitude really ruined me. So, but also it was the holidays, like people should extend grace anyway. Yeah, it was just a little bit, the schedule, I will admit, was just not there. I'm getting back on it. The only reason why this one was late, if you even noticed, was just because our notes app weren't syncing. And then I missed Melissa's text message where she gave them to me. And I was like, oh, can you just send them? She's like, I already did that. And I was like, oh, damn it. Yeah, (laughs) I skipped that text message. So this is for episode 10. First one is me versus jobs who incentivize with alcohol. 92% said that jobs giving alcohol were in the wrong and 8% said me. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, I will also say I did get a lot of alcohol gift, like work-related alcohol gifts this year too. Did you? Mm -hmm. I haven't gone to check my business mill and I know it's, I have a whole bunch of packages waiting. So we'll see. I did get a water bottle, a really nice water bottle, and I appreciated that one. They sent it to my home address. That's a absolute fantastic one. Because mm-hmm. guess what? Everyone drinks water or exactly. should drink water. Yeah, some type of liquid can go in there. Yeah. Hey, if you want it to be wine, it can be yes. wine, but don't give it. Thankfully, the stuff that I got, I can cook with, but like, mm. still, it's yeah, just weird. This might be our most <laughs> controversial one yet. To be fair, I think you had to know that going into it. <laughs> like, you had to. So it's me versus eggnog haters. Who was wrong? 58% said that I was. And 42% said eggnog haters. I just want you all to know in the 58% that you are both loud and wrong. Also, someone sent a message and was like, sorry, Melissa, but you're wrong. I can't think of something better that white people have come up with. But if you can't yeah. think of something better, then that lets you know that I am in the right. Here's the thing. I don't even like eggnog, but I have to agree with you because I can't think of anything better <laughs> that we've done. Like, as a white person, I'm like... We don't have many positive contributions. Personally, I wouldn't see eggnog as a positive, but it is probably the least worst. Eggnog is spectacular. I need to tell you, the when I was like looking for like little pictures to include in these, the passion of eggnog lovers is wild. Like there's so much merch, but then also I just need people to know that we do not need to see photos of the ingredients of eggnog as the oh, no, 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 no. That's disgusting. The same with mayonnaise. Like, mayonnaise can be used in a plethora of things because it's basically just, like, oil and and eggs. Yeah. And so, but I don't need, and this is a lot from Auntie Dionne Warwick's tweets where she's like, I don't need pictures of coffee that have 
mayo as creamer. Like, no thank you. See, sometimes the keto people, they go too far. Yeah. (laughs) Too far. Okay, next we have writer number one who wants their friend to fall a little versus their friend who lives her life online. 87% said writer, 13% said her friend. This one a lot of people accidentally voted wrong on and they told us on this. So I think we're probably closer to around 90%. But I think I thought this one would be a little bit more split because... I didn't. Bitter people... And I don't mean this for the writer, but like, I guess, so maybe I shouldn't say bitter because it sounds like a hard pressed one. But like, when you are like resentful of someone, like that re- feeling of resentment is like a very big feeling that like is pretty overpowering. And I kind of thought that those people tend to be very loud. So I mm-hmm. thought that there would be more of that. But I guess not. Maybe everyone's in a good spirit because it was the holidays. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously not. They turned on me and eggnog. That is true. And it's a festive time. A staple in the festive era. It's true. During its time. Mm-hmm. It's month of celebration. Yeah, I didn't bring it up in the summertime. Yeah, you're not crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really quick question. Eggnog is cold, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't know if it was warm. I mean, I guess you technically could warm it. Maybe put some, like, coffee yeah. with it. I'm sure there's eggnog coffee. The pictures I usually see look like they're kind of in, like, mugs, though. That's what you drink it out of normally? Mm-hmm. Okay. I think it's just part of the festivities. Yeah, the aesthetic. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Writer number two, thinking she was broken up with for having ADHD versus girlfriend who was a horrible person. The girlfriend called the writer feral, a g- degenerate, and a crackhead. Yikes. I'm still not over the feral. Me either. So there's a little picture, in case you didn't see it, of Kermit the Frog sitting, even though this is Elmo's moment right now, but whatever. How to slap someone through the internet. (laughs) (laughs) And so we've got the writer is got 4% and her ex got 96%. Fitting. Yeah. Absolutely fitting. I'm assuming the rest are accidental votes or (laughs) her girlfriend. (laughs) True. Then we have writer number three versus the roommate who bought extra cookie dough. 88% said roommate and 12% said writer. This shocked me because I feel like this is like so cut and dry. Obviously the fucking room, like it's just all on the roommate. But this just makes me think that 12% of people are the roommate in this situation. Again, it was so easy to take a picture and be like, which one do you want? It saves everybody so much time. Yeah. And like if you're asking someone to like pick something up for you while you're out or whatever, while they're out, you're usually on your phone assuming that, hey, if they have a question or they're going to say, like, I'm available standing by my phone. Right. Stupid. Operators are standing by. <laughs> All right. Writer number four versus friend who wouldn't let the writer hook up with the guy. So basically the writer, their friend wouldn't let them hook up with their other friend's brother because the friend had a crush on them, but the friend also was dating someone else. So who is wrong? 4% said the writer and 96% said her friend. I'm good with that. Yeah, I'm good with that too. Yeah. First wrong of the week, also known as Rachel of the week, we have racist Swifties. 
And I wanted to issue a, not update, but I had mentioned in that episode about one of the creators, and I was not entirely sure how to pronounce her name. She did a TikTok talking about how to pronounce her name, and it is Maite, or Maite. So that just wanted to give that update. She's the best, and we're now mutuals. And 99% said the racist Swifties. 1% said, I love racism. And will I be going back and checking through those people who said that? Yes. Eight people. So we'll see. We'll see. Just know we've got your number. You might make it onto our no-fly list. Mm -hmm. All right. And then the other one was time-picking Elon Musk as person of the year. 98% said time. And 2% Stan Elon. We will... Also be taking note of those people for having bad taste is a crime. (laughs) Okay. Like we can get into the ethics of that in general, but like I purely believe having poor taste is a crime. And we're here to judge. We truly are. If Steve Harvey can have his own judge show, so can we. So can fucking we. Did you see the Lori Harvey, Michael B. Jordan pictures? No, I have them. Both muted, so. So did I, but it showed up on some other thing. But she is so pretty, it's stupid. But it looks like out of everything they've done, it is the most normal. Like, you could tell me that this is a couple that we know. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. They, a lot of times, stage a lot of their, like, putting a bench on the beach. (laughs) Like, photo shoots, but, like, no publication. Yeah. And I just wanted to give them kudos and let them know that if they keep this up, maybe we could unmute them. (laughs) Maybe. (sighs) (sighs) Anyway. (laughs) All right. So let's get into our first segment, But Am I Wrong? And this is where both Megan and I pick an instance in our lives where we might be wrong. All right, so I made a grand announcement to my family that I will not be returning to Arkansas and they cannot come see me until the pandemic is over. Reasons, I went there for three weeks. I was very excited to be there. Well, I was excited to go there. Once I was there, I was not excited to be there. There was just, I'm not going to name names specifically. They know who they are. They know who they are. There was someone that was constantly bringing people over someone who did not get boosted yet there were multiple people who were going out to eat in indoor restaurants that you know in Arkansas they aren't checking vax yeah. cars or anything so I did not feel safe the whole time I was there at all I felt on high alert therefore I will not be seeing them again probably for a couple more years in person hey I saw Cami tweeted something that was great where she was like doing a quote between her and her therapist. And she said, and if that makes me cold, whatever. And her therapist was like, is it cold or is it just your boundaries? And she like had some like Mm. emoji reaction. And it reminds me of that. Perfect. I love Mm -hmm. it. I also have a new therapist. Oh, do we like the therapist? Oh, yeah. She's been a guest on other podcasts that I've had. And so I felt a real connection with her and she had a long waiting list, but now it's open and Oh my God, that's so exciting. Yeah. I'm happy for you. I'm happy for me too. Yeah, I don't think you're wrong at all. I think it's valid. I think it sucks for you. Mm -hmm. I think it's a natural consequence for them. You know what I mean? Like Uh it's one of those things that like was avoidable on their part. And it sucks when you have to take the kind of responsibility 
for a group of people, like more than one. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and it's annoying and frustrating. And I don't think you're wrong at all. And I think all of them are wrong. Thank you. <laughs> Here I sit, a girl. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> I was like, is there another line coming after <laughs> it? If you're watching the video, there's the, oh, we don't have a video on this. No, there's I no forgot. video for this one. I could just make up a lie. I was going to say, I'm like, she's drinking out of a mason jar, but I'm like, why don't we make it like a big goblet instead? <laughs> and she's petting she's, like a I'm small... swirling around and I've got a yeah. small dog. A small hairless cat. I don't like cats though. So that's not that's believable. Okay. I know it's... you don't. So it's not believable. Fair, fair. Okay. So I'm not going to get into... <laughs> I mean, we're doing the same way. We're kind of like not necessarily saying, obviously, the people involved or any of that. But mine was something happened and one of the parties got visibly upset. And it was at my reaction to something that Mm. occurred and the other party was visibly upset And it was very clear that they wanted, like, reassurance or an apology. And I (laughs) completely ignored it and was like, I am not going to apologize for something. And I didn't say this to them, but, like, I'm not going to apologize when, A, I have done nothing wrong. I think your reaction is unwarranted. And most importantly... I am not sorry at all. Like, I'm not going to do that. And I think that there's a lot of, like, appeasing things that Mm -hmm. we do with people and that stuff where it's like, oh, validating and recognizing their feelings. And when I also have, to use a toddler word, when I also have big feelings about the situation, it is not my job to validate your feelings. You can go get that somewhere else. Yeah. Because in turn, your reaction to my reaction is invalidating my reaction. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. And then I have to pacify myself to appease you. No, thank you. Yeah. Like you are upset that I am upset. But why am I upset? Mm -hmm. Hmm. Hmm. And why should I apologize for that? For being upset? When my being upset is valid. Yeah. And so I felt zero remorse for... Mm -hmm not apologizing or reassuring them that they like did nothing wrong or anything like that. And I think that that was like, at least for me, that was like the mature route to go down because I'm like, I didn't confront them about it and say, no, I am mad at you. Like you do have blame, like blah, blah, blah. All of this didn't do that. But then I also didn't completely just lie and be like, no, I'm not mad. No, no, no. Mm -hmm. I personally think that that was the high road to take. Yeah. I think that if you're not wrong in the situation, that if you don't believe that you're wrong, if you stand by your feelings and the other person clearly is wrong and they're, they're mad at you for like, what are you mad at me for? then why am I going to sit here and placate you? And then if I apologize, then it's not sincere and it doesn't help anyone in the long run. So if you're not sorry, don't apologize. I like stand by that statement. So true. Like I, even if it's like someone else is in the wrong with like me, I don't want a fake ass Mm -hmm. apology. I would so much prefer you not apologize until you actually think that you are wrong. And if you don't think that you're wrong at all, like, then that's a further conversation for us to have. But like, I don't want that apology because I don't believe you. 
Exactly. And then also, I feel like whenever celebrities like, I apologize if I offended you, that means that they're actually not sorry because they're not apologizing for the thing. So it's if you wanted to be extra petty, (laughs) you should say, I apologize if I offended you, but (laughs) I apologize if my reaction made you feel like you were responsible for the thing that you were responsible for. Like, I'm sorry that you couldn't see that you were, in fact, responsible until you saw that I was upset. (laughs) Thus clearly demonstrating. I've seen this on TikTok a bunch that people who are under 25 asking for, like, do you really know when your brain has, like, fully developed? Like, do you feel like an actual really big shift after 25? And you do. And, like, Mm -hmm. that's something that, like, I've always been really decisive and, like, really clear and direct And had, like, a very, like, defined personality and opinions and belief system and all of that. But it's, like, that gut instinct reaction and that I think changes and that, like, internal monologue and voice or whatever that it makes it, at least for me, when you're, like, setting boundaries. And that's also therapy and additional stuff that, that, like, it doesn't make me second guess my initial gut reaction of doing something. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm just, like, more self-assured and all that. So... For everybody, like, I just think about if this had happened when I was, like, 21, I probably would have been like, oh, my God, was that the right thing to do? I don't know. And I'm like, fucking got it. Whatever. All right. So now this is for But Are You Wrong? And this is when you all write in and share situations where you want to know if you were the bad guy in the situation. And if you want to write in for an upcoming episode, email us about 300 words, right? Or 250? Let's just say 300 now. (laughs) So sorry, everyone. uh, Actually, you're welcome because I've given you an extra 50 words (laughs) by just misremembering every time. Email us a summary at buttamywrongpod at gmail.com. Yeah, make sure that you read it over because we don't read them ahead of time and edit them. So if you can read it aloud in practice and so make sure that grammatically it's correct so we have our real initial reactions on the pod. So starting off, hi, Megan and Melissa. I am a 23-year-old she, her, and my situation has to do with my mother, she, her, who recently got married. For context, I live in Queensland, Australia, and she lives in New South Wales, Australia. Due to COVID restrictions, my state has been closed to other Australian states since the beginning of July, 2021. I am the oldest child and have three other siblings. However, my mother did not raise me. I lived with my dad. My mother and I only started talking when I turned 18. I was meant to be my mother's maid of honor in her wedding on the 30th of October, 2021. However, due to COVID restrictions, her wedding had to get moved. Before waiting to see when the borders would open for my state, she picked the new date, the 4th of December, 2021. However, it was released mid-November that borders would open on 17th of December, 21. That means I was no longer able to attend because I physically couldn't leave my state. And if I did, I would have to hotel quarantine for two weeks that I would have to pay for, costing $4,000 out of my pocket. I couldn't justify paying this and explained all of this to my mother. She then did not call or text me for over a month. I texted her the morning of her wedding saying, good luck, and she sent back a short message saying, thank you, I wish you were here. This response felt very passive aggressive and like she didn't really care at all if I was part of her day at all. Am I wrong? To be mad at her for not waiting so I could attend and go. Yikes. Yikes. So you have three other siblings. Your mom is not young, I am assuming. So my initial reaction is like when it comes to like wedding stuff, 
weddings cost so much money and are like so heavily planned and all of that that like you can't really expect someone to like move something so quickly but at the same time she's like a fully grown adult so that to me seems like there's not grandparents flying do you know what I mean like it's not this like whole thing and it's a COVID wedding yeah that like I don't know it seems to me like was it like a courthouse situation but like I can't imagine that it would have been this like thousands and thousands of dollar thing. Do you know what I mean? But also I'm like, why didn't she just wait until they learned when the borders would be open? Because if she would have done that, because it's it was only a few days difference. If she just would have waited, then she would have known for sure. And I'm sure that there, if she, that was the day that she landed on, there was probably more flexibility. That's what I think. I think if you don't wait until you find when restrictions are going to be lifted, it's because, like, you can just cancel it at the drop of— you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, to me, it seems like it's a very low-key affair, which is why you could have a tentative date— bef- like, you could have, like, you could set a date before— If it was like, I'm going to set this date, I'll pay for you to quarantine for two weeks. If that was a thing, great. But she she didn't wait. So I don't think you're wrong. If she wanted you there with her full heart, then she would have waited. And she wouldn't have put you in that position. Yeah, because it's never the child's responsibility Mm -hmm. to bend over backwards and do all that stuff for the parent. Even if she has made you feel some sort of guilt about not having a real relationship with her, uh, having a really large relationship with her or living with her when you were like a kid. It is like on, absolutely on her. And I also think that like her not then calling you or texting you for a month, to me, that does give the indicator like, oh, you are upset with me for not coming and doing all of this, but it doesn't feel like you actually thought about that ahead of time mm-hmm. of like how I could be there and making sure I'd be able to be there. And now that I'm not, you're going to be upset with me. So like, I can completely understand why I think it's so frustrating when like you are upset with someone about something and then they're upset with you. And so you're like, but I'm upset. Like now suddenly you're mad at me and I'm having to be like, okay, do I have to placate this because I'm pissed at you. Right. So I don't think you're wrong at all. That totally sucks. Sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. That's not fun. All right, we've got a situation with laundry etiquette. I have an issue with laundry room etiquette in my apartment complex. I'm 24 and my pronouns are she, her. I've lived in my apartment complex for about six months now. My building has 47 one and two bedroom apartments. And thankfully, we have a laundry room on site with six washers and six dryers. Of course, Sunday is the busiest day to do laundry and you basically have to fight for a washer. Recently, I was trying to do laundry on a Sunday and was waiting patiently in the room since all the washers were taken. A woman came in with a laundry bag filled with clothes and went over to two washers and emptied and switched them to a dryer. She then looked at me and refilled her two washers with more clothing as I was waiting for a washer. I thought it was incredibly inconsiderate as I then had to stand and wait another 35 minutes for a washer to open up. Am I reading into this too much? Do I have the right to be annoyed? Yes, you have the right to be annoyed. I know when I um, lived in an apartment complex where I had a laundry room, I would be very considerate and I would use one washer and would get so mad when I would see people using multiple at one time. But then I also thought about, like, what's their family situation? Like, do they have kids? Is this the only time that they can do their laundry? 
you know, they want to send their kids with dirty clothes the next day. But I do, th- I do, the thing that bothers, if she was using two washers, I would be fine with that. Like, okay, she got there first, she used two washers, she put it in. It's the fact that she came in, took the stuff out, and then refilled the same washing machine. That's the dick move. Yeah, I think I totally agree. I think that like if you have a job where you have to like basically wear new clean like clothes every single day or you have to like wash uniforms for a week or you have a family and all of that, I think it totally makes sense. But I do think that like you either leave a note on the washer when you're gone and you're coming back and you're saying going to refill this one after this just to let people know so they're not, it's like waiting for a parking spot when someone's like mm-hmm. putting bags in their car or they sit in their car for 20 minutes and don't tell you that they're like not actually leaving. Like, I completely think that there are valid reasons to do that, but like you gotta go about it in a way that is considerate of other people in their time. Mm-hmm. Or even just saying, if you're not gonna leave a note that's like going to be doing this, I agree, I think you should probably, you should use two washers or just being like, hey, I'm so sorry I've got like two or three kids at home and this is like the only day I've got to do this. Like I'm going to put another load in here, but like, I'm so sorry, but like you have this one when I'm done, I'll be done at this time. Give me your number. I'll text you when I'm done. Mm -hmm. So you can go back to your apartment. Like there's a way to facilitate that in a way that like you recognize that you are inconveniencing someone else. Mm -hmm. And this just doesn't seem like they cared. Yeah. They didn't care at all because she didn't even say anything to you when she saw you waiting there. Yeah, she just, like, looked at you. Mm -hmm. I also just think that, like, even if there's, like, no reasoning for it other than, like, oh, I just want to... You have to kind of adjust your living style when you live in an apartment complex that shares washer and dryer Mm -hmm. that you're like, oh, maybe I am doing my wash twice a week or I'm going to have less laundry this week because I don't want to inconvenience someone else. If you don't, like really have a valid reason other than you just like would like to have more killing clothes but it's not a necessity like the whole fending for yourself thing in an apartment complex is just not that's how people like leave bags of shit on your door Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know yeah now it's time for a break Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Today's episode is brought to you by a sponsor we love, 310 Nutrition. 310 Nutrition is helping us, you, our listeners, 
in the new year with protein and superfood rich products with so many options and flavors for your personal preferences. They're adding new products all of the time. And I just got my, I mean, I didn't just get my package. I just got a, a, a secondary of my package. And I, as someone who needs electrolytes to function there, it's like elixir from the gods. I cannot sing their praises enough, specifically the cucumber flavor of this electrolyte mix is delicious. Like it's, it's so good. I've even like had it on like ice and been like, I'm drinking like a drink drink. Like you can throw a little straw in there and it's, it's delicious. It's so good. And I just, I love, they're filled with so many great ingredients that really help if you're like me and you like, you know, medically need some electrolytes, but also if you're working out, if you're sweating hot summer day, you're going to an amusement park, you're on your feet for a long period of time, all of that. Um, most of us are not getting the electrolytes we need. Yeah. I drink mine specifically when I am working out. It's my beverage while I'm working out. I just take one stick of the hydrate, mix it in with my bottle of water. 16 ounces of water can provide the same amount of hydration equal to drinking two to three bottles of water if you got that hydrate in there. They also have the all-in-one shakes, which I absolutely love. I'm running low, so I got to get some more. But um, I love the chocolate bliss the vanilla cream the caramel sundae i have all three of those flavors sometimes i mix and match them sometimes i'll use it when i'm baking or i'll just drink it straight and it is they're so good they have a triplex protein blend plant-based proteins that include pea brown rice and pumpkin that makes it so delicious you can get fiber and superfood blends with more than 25 organic fibers and superfoods blended into one easy, delicious shake. And they also have three tins, four shake flavor starter kit, which lets you sample all the flavors for only $9. Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with Don't Blame Me and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 for your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and super easy to put together an order, or you can start a subscription on products you know you'll use. Go to 310nutrition.com and use the code blame me right now for 50% off up to $100 for your first order. That's 310nutrition.com and use code blame me. In our live stream, our listeners are always recommending and talking about books. So we're so excited about book of the month because this is something that our listeners are going to love. This is a brand that I've been familiar with for a, a long time. I like love watching people talk about it. I love seeing what books people are reading and like what books they have available and I, I, I love I love everything about it. So I'm so excited uh, for someone who like, <laughs> you know, the ease of getting into a book, a lot of it can feel like really daunting. So to have like a service where it's like you're going to get like high quality hardcover books, which that's my preferred way to read at incredible prices, but also curated. So it's like amazing, cool, wonderful, great. This is it's kind of like a a straight shot into that and something that book of the month you can do over and over and over again. And one of the great things about it is the longer you are part of the program, the cheaper the books get. Book of the Month's mission is to help readers discover new books they love and promote the work of emerging authors. One of the amazing things about Book of the Month is that every aspect of Book of the Month experience is designed to be fun and special for readers. First of all, the books come in a bright blue box, which is very pretty. Me and Megan were just talking about them. There's also a fun app to pick your books and track reading progress and as well there are reading challenges and rewards 
And Book of the Month makes it really easy to decide what book to read next, which for me is like the biggest hurdle. I love when other people make choices for me, especially when they're good choices. And I'm like, cool, I can trust you. So each month, the editorial team reads through hundreds of new titles and they pick some of the best new books for you to choose from. All of the books are so good. You can't go wrong. And I mean that wholeheartedly. When we were picking like our selects for this, I was like, wait, this, I like all of them. This is hard. And I literally coordinated with Melissa and I was like, okay, so these are like my top ones. I'm assuming they will be yours. So don't pick the same one as me. So then we can swap afterwards. And that's what we did. So we got the ministry of time by Killian Bradley. And we also received the return of Ellie Black by Emiko Jean. The ministry of time is like, people are calling it like, if you're a fan of Outlander and like spy novels or time traveling books, it's quoted from town and country saying it's really innovative fun storytelling the ministry of time is definitely for you and listed as 45 of the must-read books for spring 2024 and then harper's bazaar also said part time travel romance part spy thriller and 100 percent multifaceted joyride <gasps> when i tell you that i was like sold we're also excited about the return of ellie black and this one is about a missing girl who returns but that isn't the end of the story it's only the beginning. We both like a, a, a detective book. This one is uh, 20 years since Detective Chelsea Calhoun's sister vanishes. Ever since, Chelsea has been searching for signs for closure for other missing girls. But happy endings are rare in Chelsea's line of work, which that sounds so intriguing. And I'm looking forward to reading this novel so much. Can't wait. And we're so excited to usher in this new sponsor. And we know y'all are already going to love this. Plus, we've been recommended this so many times. Mm -hmm. So I, I we, we've already got fans in you. Try the service yourself at bookofthemonth.com and you can get your first book for $5 with code PEDALS. That is your first book, $5 at bookofthemonth.com using code PEDALS. So <laughs> prepare for this next one. Okay. I, 32, she, her, have been with my husband, 36, he, him, for 12 years. I have bipolar disorder and OCD. After years of painful trial and error, I have finally found a medication combo that truly works, and I'm absolutely ecstatic with the results. The only issue is, is that this combo completely negates the effectiveness of birth control. My husband and I have always been confident in our decision to be child-free, but really don't want to use condoms until I go through menopause. Thanks to the American medical system, there are tons of hoops I will have to jump through to receive a hysterectomy. My husband happily volunteered to get a vasectomy instead, as that's much easier, cheaper, and less painful. However, when we mentioned this to friends, they almost all said that it was unfair for him to have to have the procedure when it is, quote-unquote, my issue. I was really thrown by this response, and it has me questioning our decision. So am I wrong for thinking that this is a problem for us to solve and should instead take care of the dilemma myself? The real problem are whoever the fuck you said that to who said that. Right. And did the people that said this, are they people with penises? Because that's who I imagine. And those people are not your friends. And also, no, like, they're when not you your friends. This is a decision that you make as a couple. Therefore, this is both of your bodies. Also, it's none of their business. None. And like when it's like, oh, your medication is your issue. No, you are in a long-term relationship with a partner. Your mental health is your personal issue that 
is something that affects every aspect of your life Mm -hmm. and like your relationships. And it's something that you have these discussions. If it is people with fucking vaginas and uteruses who have said you should be getting a hysterectomy over a vasectomy, I'm like, what the fuck? Like, that's a major, major surgery versus like, a oh, here, some, your your twilight sedation. You're kind of under like, Snip, snip, we'll do this really quick and easy. And it would even be hard for you to find, a do- like, a doc. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's not yeah. easy to get a vis- uh, hysterectomy. hysterectomy. I think these friends are the fucking issue. Yeah, they're not your friends. If there's people that you want to keep around, then talk to them. I, I personally don't have the patience for it. I would personally cut them off. But you're not wrong. They're complete assholes. And fuck them. Fuck them. You're 32 and your husband's 36. There is no fucking way I would even entertain these friendships for a millisecond longer. Mm-mm. Like, you're too grown and they're too grown to be, like, making these kinds of comments. This is just, like, completely negating AFAB health. It's, like, completely negating any sort of, like, nuanced discussions about reproductive health. And it shows mm-hmm. me, like, you don't really give a shit. But then also mental health. Like, you don't give a shit at all. Like, right. you're just, like, shit, shit. Like, two strikes out. Fuck them. Bye. <sighs> all right. Hi, Megan and Melissa. I'm 30 female and my best friend is 29 female. We've been best friends for 15 years. It's a great friendship except for one thing. Her husband is friends with two of my ex-boyfriends from high school, college. Her husband and my exes are all part of a close-knit friend group. I considered them to be my friends as well until my mom passed away from cancer during my senior year of college. To this day, none of them ever reached out to me about it. Not even a simple, sorry for your loss. She and her husband started dating shortly after my mom died. She did confront him about it, which prompted him to offer support. But I highly doubt it was genuine and he likely only did it to make her happy. The first ex I have no big issue with. The second one was a much more serious relationship that turned abusive over time. Her husband was her first and only boyfriend, so she had no experience with exes. However, she is always open to advice from me on how to handle the situation. Usually, she just refrains from mentioning my exes in the friend group, including their wives. But recently, she started telling me random stories about them. For example, one story was about one of them missing a job interview. It had nothing to do with her, her husband, or me. So I asked if she could not bring them up unless the story was connected to her or me in some way. I don't mind hearing about them if it actually involves her, but I'd rather not hear arbitrary life updates about them. All it does is bring up trauma and bad feelings. Am I wrong to have asked this of her? Part of me feels that I was just setting a healthy boundary, but I'm not sure if my request was unreasonable. Thanks for reading, and I love both your pods. No. You're definitely not wrong. You set a boundary. She keeps crossing it. Also, why are they still friends with someone that was abusive to you? These people aren't your friends and she keeps disrespecting you continuously. Yeah, I think she and her husband should not be friends with... There is something about being friends with exes where it's like, you know, they happen to be friends before, like you've said, and like, okay. And if you like ended like cordially or even if it's just like a little bit awkward, but like... No, I think that like you might be attaching on to the the collective thing. They didn't reach out when like your mom had passed, which was really hard. But to me, I'm like the abusive thing that that is where 
the friendship needed to they needed to not be friends with these guys. And like, Mm -hmm. it feels like to me that the them not reaching out when your mom died, it feels like that is what your best friend and her husband have assigned the reason why you don't like these men. And like, I don't like that. And yes, we should set boundaries with people. But if you are my best friend, I shouldn't have to ask you to create boundaries. Mm -hmm. Like, that's like the biggest thing that like, you can have a boundary within your own friendship. And yes, completely valid if it's there's no abuse in this conversation at all. And it's just that like, oh, like friends with someone who is an ex and it's just like, I don't really want to hear about, fine. But like, if you have to ask your friend to stop being friends with someone who abused you, that's not setting a boundary. That's asking them to set a boundary for you. And if they're not doing that automatically, they're not your fucking friend. Right, right, right. Ugh, you're not wrong absolutely at all. I think you need to be asking more. Mm -hmm. And I don't think you should ask more because I don't think that you should have to ask. But like, if you feel like what you're asking right now, you're already asking if that's unreasonable. It doesn't seem to me like this is a friendship where you know that you're being like respected, you know? Yeah. Sometimes it feels like that you have to keep friends around because you've known them for so long. And since you have known these people since high school, it might seem like it's necessary for them to remain friends with you and these other people, but it's not. Who my friends surround themselves with says a lot about them too. Mm -hmm. And like by proxy says something about like, I don't want to be associated with like, if like I'm friends with someone who's like friends with someone who's like absolutely horrendous. I'm like, whoa, I don't want any mutual connections tying us together there at all. Who you surround yourself with says a lot about you. And I mean that about your friend, not, not you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get you. I have a friend. Well, I won't even call them a friend anymore. Someone that I'm associated with and they're friends with someone that's like passively racist and also a user, not drugs, like they use people. And I just cannot stand them. And I don't understand why this person would continue to be friends with them. And so that's part of the reason that I distance myself from them. Yep. (sighs) So now it is time for But Are They Wrong, fondly referred to as Rachel of the Week. And I am so fucking excited for mine, but I want to hear yours first. Okay. There is one that I had that I thought that you might actually pick because it's something that you're more versed on. So I went with something else. Is it from a TikTok? I learned about it on TikTok, but it's not from TikTok. Okay. So say you could definitely do it if you wanted to. I was going to pick it and then I didn't do more research on it. Okay. So then, yeah. So my Rachel of the Week is a TikTok account called Kiss Your Best Friend. It's pretty gross. It is a TikTok account where people, I mean, there's a trend already that exists where people are setting up cameras and then being like around their best friend and then kissing their best friends. And most people end up getting slapped in the face. I guess this TikTok calls itself curating all these and it's gross and it's weird. People really do anything just to go viral. So like, why are you setting up a camera on your friend that you know probably doesn't want to kiss you. Like, it's just so many violations. And then you post it. It's just so much negative things going on around this whole situation. And then this account is curating them. That's so gross. Because, like, the only ones I've ever seen of it are people who are clearly in a relationship who are, like, doing it just to go viral. But I curate my For You page a lot. So, like, I've only ever seen those on, like... 
I don't know, like random accounts that I'm like, those people are clearly dating. But they're ones where they're, it's not like that. No, it's like, it's a lot of them where someone is just like their friends. They're like, we've been friends since high school. And this girl like set up a camera and was cuddled with her guy friend. And then she like told him something about like, I want to do this, this dance challenge. So then they were practicing for the dance challenge. And then she went to kiss him and she, he pushed her away. Like, what are you doing? And there's that's how most of them are. Holy fuck. Ew. Why are yeah, it's so gross. weird? It's very gross. You know what trend I hate on TikTok, which is completely unrelated to mine? Like when people will show their parents in a video or whatever, and people will comment like, oh my God, like your parent dad's reveal. hot. What did he, parent reveal? Like, what did he look like? And then like, be a fucking children, like essentially make thirst trap videos yes, of their parents. I'm I like, hate them as well. Ugh. <laughs> Like, so weird. Yeah. So weird. Or, like, the ones where they're like, how did my dad bag my mom? And then they show these pictures. It's the same thing. (laughs) Same energy. It's all gross. It's so weird. It's so weird. Okay. So, mine has to be one of, like, the worst slash, like, I feel like I've never seen Black Mirror, but it feels like I'm living in an episode of Black Mirror. And I mean, like, it's the last of, two years have been an episode of Black yes. Mirror. But it's one of those things that you're like, I hate this planet, but I'm so happy to be living during this time to bear okay. witness to this. So originally, I was not going to say the creator's name of this, but then I did some digging and um, she follows Candace Owens. She like has done a lot, gone a lot of to like the stop child trafficking rallies, which are just anti-sex work rallies and that's not like child trafficking is 100% a thing but there are organizations that are religious organizations that are banning sex work and that are completely like anti-abortion and the ones who spread the QAnon Wayfair conspiracy theories and so naturally like you know when someone is posting that stuff during Black Lives Matter movement and not doing anything else and you follow Candace Owens like and you're Mormon you live in Utah like I got it. I got you. Mm-hmm. I, I, mm-hmm. I understand you. So this is an account named Whitney Leviat Leviat or something. You might have seen it because the people were doing responses like or just like mocking this. But she d- did a dancing video. And she does a lot of dancing videos. One of those creators who like will answer questions or will just like have text on the screen. And instead of speaking, will just dance. Mm-hmm. So she has a video with her literal infant in the hospital, like in one of those clear little hospital baby bins, staring at the camera with oxygen. And it's responding to a comment that says, sending prayers, but what happened? I'm so confused. And she's dancing with the text. I thought that was a joke. I I saw it. I didn't know. I thought it was someone like mocking that. No, no, no. Like I thought it like that video where the person has that cat talking about their emotional support animal on a plane that was completely fake and funny you know what i'm talking about yeah Mm -hmm. i thought it was one of those type things but no this is real yeah the white woman yes i've seen it i did not know that was real okay it is real so it's little lee little lee was taken in cause of low oxygen he tested positive for rsv and waiting for him to breathe on his own when i tell you she is dancing this is not like a lyrical contemporary in my feels dancing. This is like TikTok top 40 renegade style dancing, big smile, cheerleader vibe. 
And it is wild. And then she basically like went on this, like gave this like apology that was so beyond, like, here's the thing. We talk about influencer apologies being the worst. TikTok ones gotta be the best because like, there's the time limit. They are like usually don't have managers and agents. So like they are just like mm-hmm. kids who blow up alone in their room. So like her apology was like, you know, some people do things to like, get through grieving. Like dance is like a form of like expression, but then simultaneously was like liking all these comments about being like, no press is bad press, like blah, blah, blah. How is this press though? It's not press if you're posting about it yourself. She did delete it, though. And so on pretty much every other video comment, um, <laughs> people are commenting, put the video back up. I loved it. Put it back up. Like, I love trolls. obviously facetious, but it has sparked so many good like creators basically just like doing the same thing, like making fun of her doing this. But it is wild, like so unhinged and I saw this person who like did a video talking about how they like didn't really think anything of it when they first saw the video and they were like well I think it's because like as influencers we're taught if we're going to show the good we also have to show the bad and I'm like that's not what this is and I hate that narrative of if you're going to show the good stuff you have to show the bad stuff no you can show whatever you want to show but also if you show quote-unquote the bad stuff that while it is happening in the thick of it, when you are going through something, it is not productive for your mental state at that point. And essentially what you're basically doing is trauma dumping to the internet, which is not a constructive thing. Like if you go through a tough time and you you come out on the other side of it and you feel like you've learned a lot and you want to share that with your audience online, totally go for that. But like when you are like in a very vulnerable place and you put yourself out, out on the internet there, that is just being like very careless with taking care of yourself because you're putting that in the hands of a bunch of like untrained therapists online. Also the dancing. That's what I mean too. And I'm like, <laughs> and if you, if you are not in your right like mindset to be doing that, but like she just like, ba- like took two days off and went back to doing the same things and dancing. And someone asked her, If she was, like, Brazilian or, like, asked her if she was Latina, which, okay, maybe I am, like, completely missing the mark on that. But I thought it was a joke because, you know, they're, like, white Latinas fully exist, blonde Latinas exist. I thought it was mostly a joke because um, she doesn't, she can dance, but I would not say she has the most natural sense of rhythm. She's a counter. Yes, I can see the eight count in her head. Mm-hmm. So I thought that that was kind of like a joke, but she like did a whole video not answering the question and just continued to dance and then is liking comments that people are like, does this mean you're Brazilian? And she's not saying anything and people are going, girl, just say yes or no. Like, what the fuck? And it's just so odd. It's just so wild to me. I am curious because she did answer that she was a Mormon, but is not answering if she's Latina, which it's not like... Where does that question even come from? It's her doing a dancing video that was in Spanish. And she said, I feel like all of the best songs are in Spanish. But... Oh, I feel like somebody was trolling her with that That's what I thought. Because I'm just looking at her and there's no seasoning in this at all. The dancing is 
garlic salt is generous. Mm-hmm. And so, like, she'll respond to comments of people going, like, do you speak Spanish? With just, like, the wide-eyed emoji and, like, the teeth grimacing emoji. And I'm like, you're super comfortable telling everyone that you're Mormon and being very publicly Mormon. And, like, but when people are asked, like, I'm just a little worried. I hope she's Latina and I hope she's got some Brazilian in her because otherwise it just feels like you're kind of baiting people into like continuing to follow you because you're not answering the question. And it just feels a little like, like she's trying to have a, a, some people talk about a new thing that's not the RSV video. Okay. It's wild. Yeah. And again, the baby's looking at the camera. (laughs) That also goes back to the thing that we talked about with people using their kid as props Mm -hmm. on social media too. Like imagine if you, when you're older and you find this out and you see this and you're like, are you fucking kidding me, mom? No. I can't. Well. That's it. Okay. We're happy to be back in the swing of things. So if you want to email us for an upcoming episode, let us know something has happened in your life. And if we think that you're wrong or not, send us an email, 300 words or less at butamirongpod at gmail.com. Give as much detail as possible, and you might receive a diamond from Melissa, which few and far between on this show. Mm-hmm. This episode, I just completely forgot, but yes. It was pretty solid. This were solid ones, yeah. And if you want to vote on what we talked about on this episode of who you think was in the wrong, we will have that up on a Friday. So if you're listening to this on Thursday, tomorrow it'll be up on our Instagram. We will have that linked. Check it out. Go follow us there. We really appreciate it. If you want to buy my presets, buy my book, go watch my YouTube channel, follow me on Instagram, follow me on TikTok. That's all the things I can think of. What would you like to promote? Follow me on Instagram, please. That's it. Please. 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 Oh, yeah. Also slide into our DMs if you have anything like you want us to talk about on the show. I didn't even think about talking about the RSV dancing mom, but I had commented on the video and then another video of somebody making fun of her going, oh my God, I know exactly who this is because nobody was catching on in the comments. And one of y'all responded and said, please talk about this on, but am I wrong? So I didn't even think about that. So thank you. So yeah, let us know if you want to talk about certain things and, um, and things that we haven't talked about before. Yes. And like the Chris Pratt stuff is old. Just know. Yeah. We don't like it. (laughs) Yeah. Same with Clay Aiken running for office. Like, oh yeah. Forgot about him. <laughs> yeah. If it's going to be anyone from the American Idol universe, like Jennifer Hudson? hmm I don't know. Jordan Sparks? Who has not aged. Have you seen pictures of her? Yeah. She has a full-blown baby and looks exactly the same. hmm Has not aged. Stunning. Okay. All right. We'll, we'll circle, circle back. back. Goodbye. Bye. But Am I Wrong is a production by me, Megan Rinks. And me, Melissa DeMonts, plus Diamond Imprint Productions. Post-production by Coco Lorenz. And production assistance by Melanie D. Watson. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. 